You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hello, everybody. Pastor David here. Super excited to be jumping into the chapter with you today for this episode of Morning Breath. What it is, is we read a chapter of the Bible at home and we read it the next day in the studio. And what we do is we talk about it. And we call it Morning Breath because we believe that God breathes on our hearts, on our souls for what we're doing and what we're going to talk about. And we usually come in here and there's usually two of us. We have a co-host, a host and a co-host. Normally Thursdays is Pastor Dan and myself, but today is a very special day for multiple reasons. I get to be here with my favorite person on the planet. She is beautiful and wonderful and she is my amazing bride, Nancy Gammon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hi, everybody. Uh, and the big thing about today is today is also her birthday. Yay! So 25. Is, she's 25. Holding <laughs> strong. Yes. So we 14th are going to... 14th year of 25. So we get to spend the, your birthday doing the Morning Breath show together, which we're actually very excited about. We're looking forward to doing this. We love doing ministry together side by side. And So how, yeah, how does it feel? Fun. How does it feel of your birthday? How, how are things going? Four beautiful it's, kids. It's fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. We are entering a new season of like, we're kind of like getting out of the baby phase finally. Mm -hmm. My, our two-year-old is, you know, growing up the fastest out of all of them. He's the youngest. We're sending off our four-year-old preschool homeschooling yeah. the other kids. So it's going to be good. It's crazy. If you guys don't know us, uh, we do the Avenue Worship Center. We're the pastors for that. At that uh, that's the location we pass. We also pastor the young adults at the Mezzanine Young Adult Service Sunday nights at 7 at the Merritt Island location. And we just wanted to encourage you guys, um, man, get back into church. If you're not in the church yet, get to any one of the East Coast locations that we have. We got Merritt Island. We got Coco. We got Vieira. We even have online. Um, it, it's incredible when we get together as a community. And it's really important. And if you're New to Morning Breath, Nancy, will you tell them how they can plug in and, sure. and get connected with East Coast? Okay, so first thing you want to do is get our app. So on your smartphone, search for East Coast app, and you will find on that app everything you need to know about our church and everything you need to know about Morning Breath. Um, or you can visit eccc.us, and that's our website that also has all of the morning breath episodes on it and the list of chapters that we're going to do coming up too you can find us on facebook instagram and youtube east coast christian center or you can do something kind of old-fashioned and pick up the phone and call the front desk at 321-452-1060 and we can get you on an email list or we can actually snail mail you the list of chapters that's even Real old school. It is. We'll do whatever it takes <laughs> to take care of you. Well, I tell you what, yes. we got a couple of things going on. We got like a, a summer of discipleship going on here. And actually today we've got the Global Leadership Summit going on at our Parkway, our Mare Island location. And it's also going on tomorrow as well. So you're probably not too late to miss all of it. If you're hearing this now and it stirs in here on the radio, call the church at 321-452-1060 and find a way you can get in for tomorrow's session of the Global Leadership Summit. It's a dynamic leadership conference that helps you in the ministry, in the workplace, um, all throughout where you need to be a leader because, as it gets said, as everything rises and falls on leadership. With that being said, we also have our East Coast Christian University fall semester. It starts tonight. Yay. And it's every Thursday night at 7. I actually teach one of the September classes. I'm super excited about that. Oh. And uh, jump in. This is a great way to further your biblical knowledge and to further your walk with Jesus. With these college courses, you can get degrees in counseling and other different stuff. 
definitely benefits your life. So I start to say, once again, any of these things, just go to our website, get our app. We'll be able to find the information. So now, Mark 1, the first chapter of the good book of Mark. We're going to jump into this. There's 45 verses. So what do you say I read the first 24? Two, uh-huh. <laughs> and then you will read the remainder. All right. All right, well, then Sounds get me perfect. started, babe. All right, I say unto you, <clears throat> read, sir. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal straps I am not worthy to stoop down and to loose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of, Nazareth of Galilee. It was was baptized by John in the Jordan, and it was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw that the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and was in the wild is and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brothers, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. And then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And they immediately left their nets and followed him. And when they had gone a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat, mending their nets, and immediately called to them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. Jesus cast out an unclean spirit. Then they went into a Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And there they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Now as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. 
and the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priests, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. Amen. Man, I tell you what, 45 verses, so much happens here. Let me tell you why so much happens here. <clears throat> because what's happening is we actually have a young John, a John Mark who is writing this first chapter, and people believe that he's actually getting a lot of this from the Apostle Peter. And that what's happening is he's getting an account, much how the, the, the disciple Luke, the doctor Luke, would write the book of Luke, and he would talk about it and say, listen, I've talked to so many eyewitnesses, and I've talked to people, and here's the accounts that I have, and it's the gospel, and it's the book of Acts. Well, looking at Mark, that's why you see this is definitely, I mean, he goes right through the temptation of Jesus in like three verses. There is no encounter with Satan. There's none of that stuff going on like we see in some of the uh, other other gospels and you might feel like he's leaving stuff out but he's actually really not he's actually giving you another perspective you see because mark luke and matthew are all about what jesus did so mark here is actually trying to let you know what jesus did in his earthly ministry John is the only one that really wants to make sure you know who Jesus is. Yeah. That's why he starts with in the beginning was the word, the word, word was, was God, God. it was yeah. with God, the word was God, and the, you know, he's a light in the life of all men. Yeah. And he lets you know who Jesus is before you ever get to what Jesus does. Right. And so it's super important you know each one of the gospels and what comes with them and what really yeah. kind of like leaps out to me as it goes into this and into his story is that, you know, Jesus, Jesus has this man, John the Baptist here. And as John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there comes a point in, in John's walk of who he is and what he's doing that he has to say some hard things and some tough things. And as Christians, we can't be afraid of that because he had to go in front of Israel. He had to go in front of all of the people, the Jews, and be like, hey, we're sinning. We need to turn away from them. And then instead of being the guy, once he has these mass multitudes, his job is to do one thing, point them towards Jesus. Jesus yeah. 
point them towards Jesus. And you know what? We might, you might be listening right now, and you might carry the weight of the shoulder, a weight of the world in your shoulders right now. But your only real job is to point people towards Jesus. All right. You can't make people believe in Jesus. You can't manipulate people to believe in Jesus. All you can do is being be found faithful with the moments God's given you to give glory, love, and point towards Jesus. That's really, really good. That can be hard sometimes when you're talking about how, you know, John the Baptist had to point some hard things out. Mm -hmm. Even in today's, especially in today's world, you know, we have so many outlets to tell people about things. And I recently stepped out and posted something on social media. And I Mm -hmm. thought for sure it was you know, good to inform people about something. And I offended lots of people, actually. And I was really surprised. I immediately took the post down because I was like, it's not worth it because, you know, I care more about people's hearts than I do about pointing out something to them. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's something that we constantly have to ask the Holy Spirit for help and guidance for is how we point out things that need to change. Because, you know, it's the kindness of Christ that leads people to repentance and not sometimes our ways that can be kind of brash and rude. But another thing that I really loved about this chapter, though, was if you read in the New King James Version, the word immediately is actually said one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven times in the whole chapter, which I think is really impressive. It's like verse 10, and immediately coming up from the water, he saw heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Verse 12, immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. Verse 18, they immediately left their nets and followed him. Verse 20, and immediately he called them and they left their father Zebedee. Verse 21, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. Uh, Verse 28, immediately his fame spread throughout all the region. I mean, Mark, the way he writes is very much right to the point. It's like Jesus said to Peter and Andrew, Mm-hmm. Uh, follow me. That's good. Immediately, they obeyed him. That's really and good. And how often in our lives do we we obey, but it takes us some time, almost like we have to be convinced to obey God. Yeah. But this really inspires me to immediately obey. And it's tough sometimes. It is. Do you ever get that thought of like, man, I wonder what this person's up to. Man, I kind of miss them. Or they're, you know, hey, I wonder what this person's doing. I, I mean, yeah. I'm really like, what they did really meant a lot to me. Or send them a text. Yeah, for sure. Send them a text and say that. Like, have have immediate grace. Have immediate love. Have immediate encouragement. These things are never, it's never the devil telling you to do that. Right. It's never the devil telling you to do yeah. this stuff. And I think what happens is we wind up saying, no, no, no. They, they that's going to seem weird. It's going to seem off right. or they're not going to care. But I really think that that's really good. Also, too, here's a good thing about a, an, an immediate obedience is when you know God's whispered something to your heart, immediately tell somebody, hey, yeah. I'm going to quit watching that TV show. Right. Like get it up and out into the air and declare yes. it. And say, nope, I feel like the Lord has just said, I'm done watching that, that type of movie. It doesn't bless me. I don't like what it does to me afterwards. I don't like what it puts in me. I love that the expression is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So that means, you know, you see in Acts 2 and Acts 4 that the, the church is filled with the Holy Spirit. The people of God are filled. So let me ask you, if you're in an Acts 3 moment where your container might be a little bit empty, what are you filling yourself up with? Yeah, it's you know, good. maybe you need yeah. to immediately 
move away from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's kind of like. Listen to some morning breath. Watch a sermon. Do it. Fill it up. You fill yourself up halfway with the word of God. Trust me, it ain't going to be easy for the devil to take the other half. And it won't feel normal. And soon you're going to be like, no, you're going to do what? Taste and see that the Lord is good. That's really good. Here's some crazy one. Now in the morning, a lot of you are going to be mad at me for this one. But guess what? Oh, sluggard, it's coming. (laughs) Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. I love this because we have four kids under the age of nine. And I have got to wake up a long while before the sun rises for me to get any peace and quiet and for me to do any prayer for me to get into the word Very otherwise true. stuff just gets going straight kooky dukes on us Very quickly. now let me tell you this jesus was 100 percent god and 100 percent man jesus knew what it felt like to fall asleep and yeah. have to wake up okay he just mm-hmm. valued his father's presence more really good and it's not an issue of early riser late riser and i get it you got your sleep rhythm and you got your sleep type early for you might be different than early for me so that's why i'm not even saying a time you know Um, for jesus um, you find this but actually the jewish culture revolved a lot around light and this is why you actually seeing the parallel between light being good and you see other parts in the new testament it says we are not people of the darkness for that's where drunkenness and debauchery and other things take place but we are people of the light so stay sober-minded so in this you can see why too that he wants to have a full day of being in motion for what his father's called him to without compromising the moments of his father's presence and i feel like that's what we want to do as people sometimes is we actually wind up desiring to do the work of the lord before we actually spend time in the presence of the Lord. That's really good. And that's a very, very dangerous yeah. uh, way to line your day up. Yeah. So uh, I, what actually, are, yeah, what I used here? to um, read my Bible before I went to bed at night because it gave me so much peace to fall yeah, asleep. Yeah, that's good. But I will say this, starting your day with it is amazing. And it changes your day, changes your perspective, it changes your outlook. And that is something that's really, really hard for me to wake up early. I usually try to sleep as long as I possibly can until someone is dragging me out of my bed. Right. (laughs) Um, But when I do read the word and journal a little bit before I get up, it really does change my day. And it just gives me something spiritual to focus on instead of something that's in the world. But I I do want to just point out real quick verses 22 and 27. I love the way they use the word authority. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority. Oh, that's just so good to think that they noticed a difference in him. In verse 27, it said, Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And so I want to challenge everybody. We have the same authority living inside of us Come that on. Jesus had while he was on earth. Come on. He actually, when he, dis- when he when he ascended into heaven, he left the Holy Spirit for us. And we have that Holy Spirit living inside of us. Come on. And um, we can operate in the same authority. Like even when Peter's mom came and, or uh, yes, yeah, Simon's mom was sick, he said, or he came, so he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up and immediately, oh, that wasn't immediately, I actually forgot. 
and immediately the fever left her and she served them. How many times do we see someone with a fever and right inside of our hearts in that very moment we go, oh, okay, well, they're going to be sick for a few days. It's okay. Let's get them some medicine. Man, why not see the fever and say, no, you got to go right now, fever, right now. And like she literally served them in that very moment right after her fever left her. That's so cool. That's really cool. You know what jumped out at me when you were talking? And it just clicked because like something about it was off until you you spoke. And I, I got the other part of the puzzle piece. Um, when you were reading it, said that then, then there was a man in the synagogue that was demon-possessed. And I thought to myself, how long has that demon-possessed man been sitting in their synagogue? Yeah. How long has he wow. been in church with these people? I mean, he's been sitting in church with these people. Right. How many Sundays in a row coming in, this demon's showing up to church, all right, probably doing this thing. And it hit me when you were talking. It's because nobody with authority was doing anything. Right. And when the second someone with authority showed up, knowing their position in the kingdom of heaven, co-heir to Jesus Christ, if you're reading uh, Romans 8, showed up, what's the first thing that that demon does? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Like, they know they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh If you make people easy sometimes, don't get self-righteous with this, but they might... You know, there there could be a spiritual component going on there that For they're sure. unease. And do not fall to the, here's what happens is, a lack of honor will make you take things of the Lord and make them common. So that's your power in the Lord. That's the gathering of the Lord's people. That is worship of the Lord. And guess what? When that becomes common to you, you actually start to forfeit your motion of authority and what you'll do. And and you always want to treat that as holy and wow. and and and, yeah. and meaningful, and not just on the area of you know saying, "Hey, what are people wearing?" But instead of and saying, "You know what? The devil's not going to take anybody, any anybody that the God has given to me in in my workplace, in my family, and." Anywhere. And that's important for us to know. And I love that you pointed out that he was in the synagogue. But when Jesus started speaking with authority, that is when things really started to change. And that since we are disciples of Jesus Christ, we are also meant to speak to sickness with authority, to speak to mental disease with authority. I believe in therapy. I believe in doctors. But I also believe that the divine creator that knew me before I was in my mother's womb and had a divine plan and purpose for me also can fix me greater than anything else and not just that he can use a therapist he can use a doctor he can use anything he wants he uses mud at one point because he's god to fix a blind man's eyes i will trust that he is god that he is the potter and i am the clay and i'll trust him to walk that out but i have to understand that same authority that same holy spirit that nancy was talking about that was given to us rests in us and we need to operate in that Holy Spirit. Well, we're going to take a break for a second. We'll come back. Nancy is going to close us out with our final thoughts. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. 
You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, Nancy, take it away. All right. So one thing that we have not talked about yet from Mark 1 is one of my favorite portions in all of Scripture, and that's verse 40. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. I love this portion of scripture so much because it definitely shows the heart of this man that he had doubt. Mm. Because if you didn't have doubt, you wouldn't say it that way. You wouldn't say if you are willing, you can make me clean. Um. And I love that Jesus, I love that the author here wrote that Jesus was moved with compassion. 
And that is something that we can never be lacking when it comes to uh, just our relationships with people is compassion. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what they're feeling and to be compassionate towards them so that you can, you know, give them the love of God. So I, as I really love that. And Jesus saying to him, I am willing, be cleansed. I love it. And we need to approach God with that type of heart set that he's not an old man looking to shake his fist at us, but instead a loving Messiah, mm-hmm. Savior, King. And when you're like, Lord, if you're willing, he's like, I'm willing. I'm willing to redeem you. I'm willing to love you. I'm willing to restore you. I'm willing to bless you. I'm willing to heal you. I am willing. And the thing is to get inside the willing, you need to get inside of his will. And how you do that? Get inside of his ways. Get your Bible open. Read the Gospels. You'll see the picture of Jesus. You know, read John, read Mark. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been amazing. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.